0: The breath, it's a simple thing that we just do, right? And it's also such a beautiful, complex thing. And, and it's it's worthwhile going really deep into all the intricacies and details around it. Hello and welcome back. My dear friends, we are back with the breath circle episode number two. My name is Connie Buzalski and over there in New Mexico is.
1: Hey, guys, it's Phil.
0: (laughs) Yo, Phil, what's happening over there?
1: Good to be back. Good Mm. to be back.
0: We're just we just keep going, preparing what needs to be prepared to get this out into the world. And so um, with this episode, we'd like to share our stories, our individual stories into our healing journey and breath work and yeah just share a few of our learnings that have come from all of those years of wow uh, exploring yeah doing a lot of exploring <laughs> in the uh, consciousness world and and healing world so well phil shall we uh, just dive in
1: Yeah, you know, I think the the first thing I'm thinking about, Connie, as we start to tell our healing stories is, what does healing mean to you?
0: Damn, yo, you're just like going right into the deep end here, catching me off guard. (laughs) What does healing mean to me? It's restoring my body and my soul back to balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to a place where... I can um, experience my life as a human being and a soul in a way that allows me to be, yeah, in inner peace and experience joy. Hmm.
1: I really like that answer. Uh, thanks for that. I think disease is often thought of as disease, mm-hmm. you know, or or being out of balance, and so. Take me back to that point in your journey where you felt like you were starting to be out of balance when you started experiencing some sort of symptoms or some part of you recognized that something was wrong.
0: Yeah, thanks. So there's a few chapters to this for sure. And the first sort of installment of where I noticed that things were a little bit not not in balance anymore was actually when I was, I think I was 23, is when I first experienced um, gut issues and stomach issues. And when I started having pain after eating and just had, oh man, just pain in my stomach, yeah. And and back then, so this is what, like uh, 13 years ago now, there wasn't, Instagram wasn't really a thing. And, you know, so... Now I feel like so many people are talking about gut issues on social media and there's lots of books and YouTube channels and whatnot. And But at the time there wasn't. And so I, I went from doctor to doctor and they did all the tests and there's nothing. No, like I, I went to this one doctor and I tested positive for lactose and I went to another doctor and I tested negative for lactose intolerance. You know, it's just like, uh, so it was really confusing. However, so I basically ended up, you know, after months and months of trying to figure out what is wrong with me. And they did gastroscopies and all the things. And, you know, it turns out that once I had my coming out at the age of 26, and because I was in the closet up until that point, and it was really painful for me looking back. And once I had my coming out, I had my first girlfriend, and I told everybody, hello, everyone, I'm gay. That's when it all sort of went away pretty quickly. <laughs> So several years of a lot of pain um, really sol- solved by me and healed by me just you know being true to myself um, by de-shaming my sexuality. And that was my first sort of um, understanding that, wow, there's a connection. There's a mind-body connection, huh? And after years and years of suppressing feelings and emotions and not being who I really was, Um, My body was just rebelling, clearly. Okay, so after that, um, I was doing really well. But then that breakup happened, and this was now in 2012. And I was in absolute emotional agony um, going through my first big breakup at age 26 or so. or 28, actually. So I didn't know what to do, and that's when I started to dive into Buddhism. Uh, I started meditation, started doing yoga, you know, just trying to find a way to understand myself, to understand my suffering and to, man, just get a bit of a break. Like I just, I, it was, I had no tools at the time going through this breakup and I felt so abandoned and rejected and unlovable and unworthy. So yeah, it was just step by step. And eventually I discovered, you know, Tony Robbins and I went to all the Tony Robbins events all over the world. And I, you know, just, I did my yoga teacher training in Bali and then eventually ended up living in Bali for several years, which was a a beautiful opportunity for me to explore all sorts of different modalities because Bali is like the place to do that. And living in Ubud and in, in Canggu And there's so many people around and, uh, yeah, so that was very fascinating. And, um, and this was also the time that when I was living in Bali, that my gut issues came back and in a different way though, it had a different flavor to it <laughs> that time around and, uh, and also some skin issues. And, um, and so, I was dealing with a lot of depression at the time Uh, I was still struggling in relationships and um, just couldn't figure out my suffering. (laughs) And I had a very active mind, very OCD mind, very anxious, especially around relationship and dating. And it was, it was tough. And so I kept on searching and, and exploring and, and experimenting with all sorts of different modalities, and you know, I started working with coaches and therapists, and more and more, deeper and deeper. And um, so then, I think it must have been in two thousand and seventeen or so, I believe, maybe two thousand eighteen, that I I was in Los Angeles and I was going through a really hard time again, and I was listening to the Aubrey Marcus podcast at the time. And he was talking a lot about uh, doing plant medicine, ayahuasca, and San Pedro. And I was really inspired. And somehow um, I a friend of mine just sort of told me, Connie, I think you should do ayahuasca with my shaman in Ecuador, uh, out of the blue, really. And so I ended up going there and had an amazing experience um, living with my shaman and his family and doing plant medicine. And then also around that time, I was really deep into Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and going on several of his retreats and workshops and seminars. And and so those were like two big pieces, um, two big keys to my healing. And then um, I was back in LA and uh, Aubrey Marcus then also talked about holotropic breathwork. And I got really curious. And so I went on Google and just searched for uh, holotropic breathwork, Los Angeles, and Michael Stone comes up as number one for that. And I ended up going to an intro workshop at Michael Stone's house in Venice Beach. And I, yeah, and that was just huge. I mean, the experience itself was fascinating there was probably about 50 people. Um, he had the most amazing sound system. I've never seen a sound system, maybe like in a club like in Berlin, like in Berghain or something, to have a sound system like that, you know? But I mean, to have a sound system like that in your home really means you take that shit seriously. So yeah, and and his music, the tribal music and and the experiences that people were having and that I was having, just so cathartic. And I left, um, that his house after the workshop and I was just mind blown. I was like, holy shit, what just happened? (laughs) It seemed very related, relatable to the plant medicine experiences that I had before. And some of the experiences that I had doing Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. And so I was just, yeah, I was really fascinated. However, it, it, it took me a while to really dive into breath work and so fast forward maybe a year and a half or so and i'm facing another very difficult breakup and i'm in bali so this is now october of last year 2019 end of october halloween and um, i'm in a lot of emotional pain so much sadness and fear and anxiety and of course, I have more tools available to me now, but I also knew at the time now that healing, emotional healing doesn't just happen on a rational level in my mind through therapy and coaching and meditation, but also on you know the, the level of my body and my nervous system. And so I posted in a Facebook group, the Changu Bali Facebook group, um, I'm looking for body workers or breathwork practitioners to do sessions with as I'm going through a really you know, hard time right now. And several people uh, suggested um, some practitioners, facilitators in the area. One of them was Sara Silverstein. And I just connected to her, went to one of her breathwork circles, and, and then had a private session the next day. And this was really when my breakup was really fresh. And so, and doing breathwork in a state of like my nervous system being super aroused, um, my mind going at speeds of just, you know, insanity and just feeling so much pain in my chest. Like, yeah. And, but, and then doing breath work, fuck, it just it was this release that I needed to really move through this experience, this breakup experience and all the emotions that came with it in a, in a conscious way. And I was able to fully feel, even though, yeah, of course, I was lying in my bed for days, just crying. But there's something to be said about being, you know, doing a breathwork journey and, and then processing emotions um, as you're breathing. There's something more profound to it that goes really deep into your, like the visceral level or on a cellular level, there's just it just helps you release, um, in a way that's really profound. And so, I just went to all of her circles. I then ended up also working with Edward Dangerfield and did a session with him that was super profound—a one-on-one session. Went to all of his circles. So I just took full advantage of what was uh, being offered in in Bali and Chengdu at the time, and. And then it didn't take very long and I realized, shit, I think I really, I want to learn how to help other people um, teach this and and facilitate circles and because I was having such just powerful experiences. um, And so, yeah, I ended up having a conversation with one of my practitioners and um, about training and, um, Ended up going to the training that you went to in Canada, which is where we met in March this year. And yeah, so ever since, I've been doing a ton of breath work every week, usually a couple of times uh, online or offline, depending on where I am. And it has really shifted so much for me. And I've been able to let go of a lot of anger and sadness and just allowing myself to fully move through an experience and I've had downloads that have come through that I can't even put into words <laughs> um so where I am today is I am in a, I mean of course we all still go through our ups and downs and for example my past week was pretty intense and a bit rough emotionally but um you know if I like looking back to where I was in October, November, December, moving through the breakup and where I am today. I, there's so much gratitude to the breath uh, and to all the teachers who've helped me move through this. And, um, and I feel like I've really processed the breakup. I've processed a lot of other things uh, in the meantime as well. Um, and especially after those two weeks of the foundational bre- uh, practitioner training in Canada, um, my gut issues, have also become so much like it's basically almost healed um and like it's as good as it hasn't been in quite a few years and so um it's been one hell of a journey (laughs) Mm. Mm.
1: yeah it's amazing um the different vibrations of emotions and you know listening to your journey how you're vibrating on shame and guilt and and, and fear and anxiety for such a period of time which coincidentally was when you had a lot of symptoms flaring up and then as you've learned how to process through those emotions and um you know the more you surround yourself with love and compassion the more you you can vibrate on those levels and i think there's so so much to learning the breath learning breathwork techniques and and kind of raising your vibration and
0: um mm. I'm
1: sure we'll get really deep on this topic
0: yeah it's a, yeah it's interesting that you mentioned raising your vibration or your frequency which is totally what happens when you do breath work i feel like like you come out of it and yeah you kind of just <laughs> upgraded your frequency you know in, in one way or another yeah for sure there's always a shift for me personally breathwork definitely even if you think nothing's happening because there's definitely sessions where you're just like nothing's happening here why am i even doing this <laughs> and then you like come out and you're like oh okay yeah something did happen. <laughs> um so i'm just so grateful for breathwork and i guess some of the big learnings that i've experienced you know if i like looking back now is for one breathwork has really allowed me to fully surrender to my emotional world and in a way that I struggle to do in my day-to-day life even though I've come a very long way in feeling my emotions and connecting to my feelings and you know in all the ways in meditation and journaling and generally just in um really taking my emotions seriously, which I didn't do for the longest time in my life and not being ashamed of them anymore. And just, yeah, but with breath work, I feel like it is like a therapy session or like 10 therapy sessions in one. You know, you just, I've gone so deep in my journeys where I thought my heart was being ripped out of my chest, where I thought, that I was never going to make it to the other side and where I had to go through so much emotional pain where I was crying and screaming and, you know, convulsing and also always, you know, every time I made it through. And i always came out the, the other end feeling like having had this huge release. And and so with that, it's just the gratitude to just this opportunity that the breath has given me to really process emotions in a way that, you know, I I haven't had any experience where I was able to do this in such a conscious way and on a regular basis and also learning that I am my own medicine. My breath is my own medicine in so many ways. I'm not saying, I like, I still have a coach and a therapist. I still do a lot of other things, of course, but breath, my breath is huge, is such a powerful medicine. And um, you don't need anyone else for this, you know? You don't, It's yeah. And that's been huge to understand that I can self-regulate and self-soothe myself and work through things on my own. <laughs> yeah, so those have probably been my big ones. Probably many more that we'll hopefully touch on in the future, but I think that that should suffice for now, but um well, Phil, uh now that I shared my story very much in a nutshell, I mean, and you'll probably notice this too now as you start sharing yours, it's it's uh it's hard not to go into the details because there's so much, you know, that uh, There's just so much in when you're on a healing journey and and on your path of consciousness, so much that happens, right? And um, so, yeah, I really do hope that we have more of these conversations, sharing more of our own individual journeys. But yeah, Phil, ah, tell me about your journey into consciousness, into breath work.
1: Mm, Yeah, Um, well, it's, it's really interesting Hearing you talk through your journey, because uh, surprise, surprise, there's so many parallels, and um, I think you and I are, you know, we we really connected on the topic of breathwork and in our breathwork practitioner training. You know, but if you sort of rewind and look at the different stops along the way of the journey, they're they're very similar. You know, for me, it was a process of something going wrong, trying to figure out what was wrong, tons of tests, and you know, searching for diagnoses tons of medicine that was combination of pharmaceutical and supplements um, and just not really getting better and little by little discovering yoga, which what is yoga? Yoga prepares the mind for meditation. What is meditation? You know, creating more space in between thoughts and calming the mind with the breath. And so for me, it was this journey of, of, of starting from sort of a um, point of figuring out what's wrong and trying to take a bunch of medicine that the, and listen to the doctors versus actually learning to discover my own ability to be my my own doctor and my own ability to heal um, with uh, the breath largely which is the key in my opinion to <clears throat> um, healing emotional trauma and um, it take, it took for me a lot of layers of stripping things away to get to my pure self and really be in a place to uh kind of deep deeply listen and start to heal myself so for me um it's really interesting i mean there there was a book um that i read a few years ago called never be sick again and the book talks about how that moment or day that you start experiencing symptoms isn't necessarily the day you become sick it's the day you hear your body's alarms going off (laughs) So, my day of, um, quote, becoming sick, which, which again was preceded by all sorts of things that were off. And, you know, I had plenty of dis ease leading up to that day. But that day was in 2013. I was living in China. Um, I'd been traveling all around the world the last few years, just not sleeping well, eating lots of different foods, drinking alcohol. And so I'm sure my body was way out of balance leading up to that day. Um, and that day, I had some sort of very weird water and food poisoning that led to an unbelievably upset stomach for a few days. And um, it was really that day on when I started to notice I had brain fog and I had lots of aches and pains, and my digestion wasn't working as well as it was before that. Which, by the way, you know, the few years leading up to that, I would always notice um, stomach aches from you know eating heavy meals and mixing alcohol with steak and mashed potatoes. So I was always having these gut issues and, and to some extent, you know, back pains and things that I just wasn't really paying attention to. Cause I didn't think I had to, cause nobody told me that I had a diagnosis of some sort. So for the following couple of years, I ran around to kind of similar to you, you know, looking for tests and things to tell me what was wrong. And um, was so excited when somebody told me, Oh, you have Lyme disease and you have mold poisoning and oh, all of those silver fillings in your mouth are giving you mercury poisoning. Not that I was happy to hear that I had so many things wrong, but I was very relieved to know that they had figured out my problems and that there was now gonna be, you know, medicine that I could take to fix that. So I had a really interesting sort of next stage of my journey where I was running around to all the different medical experts in these fields and um, ended up finding a German doctor in Seattle who um, was amazing at helping me with some of my Lyme disease related issues. And um, it became clear that I needed to get all my silver fillings removed um, and get my wisdom tooth cavitations cleaned out. So I found the best biodentist in the world and flew to Kreuzlingen, Switzerland for a week and then back again for another week and um, just kept going through the motions of, um, on a physical level, really just doing all the surgeries and healings and medicines and things. And I was taking penicillin shots in my butt cheek every other day for a period of time. and all sorts of anti-malarial medicines to help with the Lyme disease co-infection. And um, I had a period um, where I was taking bee venom treatments, which uh, is called apitherapy. So so literally getting stung by bees to help with inflammation and breaking the blood brain barrier issues that I was told were caused by Lyme disease. Um, I, I had a three-day period of taking cambo frog medicine to um, help kind of purge from the toxins and cleanse a lot of the things that I thought were going on inside of me. Um, I feel like I pretty much tried almost every supplement on the planet, um, all of the different probiotics and, um, you know, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin A, all, all of the things and accumulated a beautiful library of supplements that eventually went bad and got thrown away and then bought more and those went bad and got thrown away. And Yeah, eventually, um, really started to discover the benefits of yoga. I mean, as I think one does appreciate how yoga is great for moving the body and calming the mind. um, I found myself doing yoga quite a bit. And uh, this was now in in, in 2017. um, I started to hear more and more about Vipassana meditation. And people were telling me, oh, um, this friend or that friend healed from their deepest, darkest moments and healed from addictions and all sorts of things and i said well i'm pretty sick i have nothing to lose i might as well just go off and try this for for 10 days and it was a fascinating journey my first vipassana back in 2017 um to basically just have pure simple existence no eye contact no gestures no spoken language, um, pure pure silence um, to really go within for a week. And the very first thing you do during those 10 days is just focus on the breath. Just breathe in and out of your nose nonstop for three full days, which um, sounds really simple. It's actually really hard because <laughs> the monkey mind hates that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of thoughts come up and um, it gets it gets very, very challenging. And so during this 10-day experience, I started to really connect with my breath and realize the power of the breath and having just gone through such struggles um emotionally and physically and and experienced so much deep sadness and depression and then through these 10 days suddenly feeling the most amount of bliss and nirvanic happiness and just realizing wow the mind uh is just able to go to such amazing places if put in the right environment, which, again, just really starts with the breath. And so this was the beginning of tuning into the breath and also starting to hear people use words like vibrations and good vibrations. And I just think for, for anyone listening who's interested in Vipassana, um, I can't endorse it more in terms of an experience to really feel what good vibrations can do and how being in an environment like that for 10 days can lead to just an unbelievable opening of uh, of oneself. And, and I you know, I started eating all the different foods during those 10 days and I, digestion was working. And it's like, wow, you know, all the supplements I brought didn't really need those. So I knew at that point there was something there. And, and I, I had a pretty deep journey into Vipassana for the next um, year or so. Um, went to a few more retreats, um, volunteered for 10 days, you know, making all the food and helping others discover Vipassana meditation. And so it was really that experience, for a while, to me, was the deepest I had gone and the most I'd really felt my body start to heal. Fast forward to the um, end of 2018, I was invited to Canada to spend some time with some friends for a week, and I showed up uh, the first day and was welcomed into a men's circle and I connected with a breathwork practitioner um, named Edward Dangerfield, and he invited me to his breath circle the next day. And I said, "What? what what's a breast circle?" And oh, just just come, Phil. You give it a shot. So I showed up the next day, and during that one-hour breast circle, I felt my whole body, um, kind of tensing and going numb. And learned later, this process is called tetany. And it was just the sensations I was feeling and the vibrations throughout my body and the connectedness, uh, just with every single cell in my body, was well beyond what I had gotten to during that, those 10 days of meditation and I was like, wow, this is fascinating. I'm now connecting to my breath with a whole new type of holotropic conscious connected breath and focusing on just that for a whole hour. And holy cow, I've activated my entire, like every cell in my body. And so it was that point where I started realizing that the key for my body to work properly isn't taking the supplements, at the right time of day it's not eating a perfect diet it's not even you know being on the perfect cleansing or detox protocol or just meditating all day it's calming my central nervous system to a point where i'm in harmony with what's going on around me because if i'm balanced in that sense then my body can be more resilient and have more capacity to heal and i started hearing these words capacity resilience more and more and and really believe that breath work is the key to, to that. And, um, so yeah, I've just been on this really fascinating new step of my journey, which is really trying to master breath work and, and put it into practice on a daily basis, um, to go deeper a few times a week with a longer breath journey. Like, um, Connie was, was saying with Michael stone, I very much look forward to every Sunday doing a journey with guided by him and and with many other beautiful, breathers around the world and um, to me the key to really mastering this is is getting trained in it and um, ho- hoping to be able to share these teachings with others um, which I already do just you know little tips and tricks but but to really be able to hold space in an official way for um, people on a, on a one-on-one basis or you know group circles and things so there's so much there that the breath has taught me and yeah, it's really just the beginning of um, figuring out how to share these these teachings with the world.
0: Mm, beautiful. Yeah, it is fascinating. Just how what a tool it is to really heal deep seated trauma, and how I I mean, if you think about just all of us in one way or another carry trauma within us, right? And and to be gifted with a a practice like breath work um that all of us can do no matter how old or young no matter how much money you have or not you know it's anyone can do it there's the the barrier to entry is quite low because all you need is your breath (laughs) and um and uh and just how powerful um it is and and on all the levels, like on the emotional level, on the physical level, as I've now also experienced. And um, yeah, it's just so fascinating to learn more about the breath. And it's it's like, you know, when you tell people like how fascinated we are with the breath, you know, a lot of people are just like, what? I don't know, I don't get it. It's just the breath. And it's like, yeah, but it's the breath, yo. <laughs> so, Well,
1: um, there's this really interesting disconnect, I think, in people's understanding of of this because on the one hand you're absolutely right the breath is so easy it's right there you don't have to pay anything for it but then on the other hand it is so powerful and so things that are full of power need to be understood properly Mm. and need to be used properly and so help help our listeners understand connie why this sort of dynamic exists and why Breath workers are so important.
0: On the one hand, it is just the breath. And on the other hand, the effects that conscious connected breathing, for example, can have, and a few other breathing techniques out there. Those effects um, can be really intense and uh, they can alter our states of consciousness. And whenever we alter our states of consciousness, It's usually a really good idea to have someone there who's guiding you through the experience. (laughs) And so, you know, with that, it's, um, I highly recommend that people definitely go and seek out a practitioner, facilitator um, online, offline, and really. To understand also what are the the dangers you know there are some risks involved you know especially if you've had like heart disease or maybe if you're pregnant things like that that are important to consider um and then also to do it in a way that's safe because when we have really um, intense experiences during breath work um, then there's the potential for some old trauma to be released and to come up to the surface and to for some people who haven't maybe done a whole lot of inner work before or haven't gone that deep with themselves yet that can be quite scary possibly so um i think it's always a good idea to get started with a practitioner uh do a session with them as i said i think um you can do that online or offline offline of course is you know has an added benefit just to do it in, in real life but um just as well online and these days currently you know during the quarantine there's so many breathwork practitioners offering online breathwork circles Um, some are definitely probably held in a in a safer container maybe than others um, in terms of how they you know share um, more information um, around the practice and the potential experiences that people can have and you know what to take into consideration before um, diving into the experience um, and so uh, and then you know I've done breath work on my own I mean I personally prefer to do it in a circle or with a practitioner um, even though but yeah you can do it on your own but I think getting started um, with someone who is trained is definitely important what do you think Phil?
1: I agree um, I struggle with where to go to find who's doing what and when these are available and um, I'm excited to maybe make a slight difference in that sense. But yeah, I I do think going back to something you said a minute ago with um, anytime you are working with altered consciousness, needing some kind of professional guidance, uh, facilitation and integration, I think that's very, very, very true. I think it's interesting how healing can really come through altered states of consciousness. And um, as, as you were sort of talking through your healing journey, you highlighted some stops along the way with ayahuasca and and some other, you know, mind altering substances. And I just think it's, it's amazing. I think most people can't quite wrap their heads around how breathwork can alter your consciousness. I Mm. mean,
0: that's, that's uh, why we're getting experts on very soon to really share the details of how that works and that's why we're on our journeys to learn more about the breath um, because it is so fascinating because it's yeah again the breath it's a simple thing that we just do right Um, and it's also such a beautiful complex um, thing and and it's it's worthwhile going really deep into all the intricacies and details around how the breath works in our bodies and how it you know, we can alter our states of consciousness. And uh, it's just, yeah, really beautiful. I also wanted to just briefly circle back um, to before we maybe kind of close this episode for today, but just uh, to complete your story, what was maybe one of your biggest learnings? Um, You know, from like that, yeah, taken away from your experiences with the breath.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, For me, realizing and and just the trial and error of the different medicines and things that I was given to kind of fix me, I realized more and more that healing on an emotional level um, is really necessary to become more in balance and back to balance and and evolve and just um, thrive and flourish and, and have kind of ultimate happiness in life and so yeah, I think the the emotional processing that comes with breath work to me is just so real. I mean, from the very first time of doing a breath circle, and and I think you know, you've you've touched on this too, Connie. That breath circles are one thing. One on one breath uh, with the practitioner is another thing. Couples sessions is another thing. Self guided. I mean, it's there isn't just one you know quick pill of breath work that that leads to emotional cleansing. And, and just starting to discover those different ways of, of using breath to cleanse emotion, to me became so clear so quickly. It's like, wow, I'm crying like crazy or I'm shaking and the person near me is making all these noises. And I think breathwork speaks so deep to this idea of vibrations and frequencies and you know the music that might be playing in the background. I think there's just the feeling before breathing there's the feeling of going through that. And then there's the feeling of coming out on the other end of just feeling lighter, feeling happier. I mean, obviously the integration of that experience is, is quite key. And if not properly integrated, it's just like coming out of a surgery and trying to go right back to normal. Like it's a very delicate process, but um, yeah, one of the big learnings for me is like, holy cow, I just feel different. And my body feels more alive you know, I feel more connected into my digestion typically after I breathe and wow, what I ate after that sat better and my digestion worked a little bit better. So I think the best learning I can really share right now is just, it's like this immediate benefit, but it's also not a quick fix. It's, you know, the next day I got to keep up with it and I have to have some regular practice going to reform that that sort of muscle memory to work through that neuroplasticity. I mean, it's it's a long game with breath work. It's, it's not just, yep, do one breath circle and then mm-hmm. I'm suddenly healed. And so I think that's just a beautiful learning in itself as well, which is life isn't about quick fixes. I mean, take a medicine, you feel better, and then you're only better until something else happens or another challenge. And so I think as I've learned more and more about life and the ups and downs of life and Vipassana very much teaches um about the the equanimity and awareness um balance of you know being more aware of what's going on around you and how things feel inside of you and also just being very balanced with how you react to, to things and and the breath works all about that too and you, when every time i'm in a breath circle i'm more aware on a deeper level of what's happening around me what's going on inside of me and learning how to take those sounds and experiences around me and take what i want but also be in my own experience and so there's a there's just such deep learnings there with just life in general and especially right now with the things going on around us to recognize that they exist that we're we're not living in a bubble we can't live in a bubble because then we're already in enough of a bubble being at home and self quarantined. and so staying connected to what's going on around us um and also working through our own experiences is Mm. literally in a nutshell what a breast circle is all about
0: Mm. yeah so true ah wonderful i think do you feel complete feeling good yeah i think we're good um this is episode number two and uh yes stoked to keep going and just man i don't know i just feel like There's so much depth to all of this. So I'm just so excited, really, and grateful. Um, Thank you so much for listening, my dear friends. Um, Any parting words from you, Phil?
1: Thank you, guys. Feeling is very mutual. And um, it's just so nice to be talking about something that on the one hand is such a passion of ours, but is also just only now starting to get out there to the wider world and so scientific and just uh so accessible it just feels so i feel so happy being able to talk about this in such a meaningful and and just free-flowing way
0: wonderful thank you talk soon
1: thanks guys
0: (laughs) keep breathing bye-bye
1: breathe on